Head on over to RighteousFelon.com for all of your favorite beef jerky flavors. I recommend starting off with the whole shebang craft jerky bundle. The jerky is smoky and savory, spicy and sweet. All of your favorites, all in one variety pack. Use promo code OCSN in all lowercase to get 15% off at checkout. Don't miss this great opportunity. Go to RighteousFelon.com today. Good evening, hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of American Beauties, your home for AHL news, notes, talkers, and more. We're brought to you by the Old City Sports Network. My name is Dan Bradley. Alongside me tonight, the wonderful, delightful Sam Wismer. Sam, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Delightful. Wow. I haven't heard delightful. that in a long time. i got to pump your tires up a little bit. A little bit. Uh, yeah, no, just got my hair done. So, you know, uh, new hair, who this? Anyway. Uh- exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, had a kind of a rough end of the day at work, but you know, it is what it is. Well, we're here now. We'll get to talk some hockey and uh, hopefully that'll take your mind off things. If you'll, uh, excuse me here, I'm getting a, a phone call. Hello. Oh, Sam, it's, it's for you. Your, uh, your order of spicy goalies came in. Um, oh. Yeah. oh, yes. Mr. Kachekov. We're, we're going to have to just start right off with that. There was no other way that we were going to be able to start off the show tonight without talking about. Kachetkov without talking about Poirier and Askarov. Um, let's let's just go ahead and roll the tape here. We'll start with Kachetkov. Here's Kachetkov behind the net for the empty net. He sails it down, a bouncing puck. He scores! <laughs> Look at the celebration! <laughs> Piotr Kachetkov, the exclusive goalie club with a goal. It gives me life. <laughs> if I was a goalie and I scored a goal, guess what? I'd celebrate like that too. Let him He's going after Kocheko. Yeah, I knew Get in there. they wouldn't like that celebration. No, for sure not. Yep. And Olin is all over Kocheko. And Mendel like is that. preventing Olini from getting at Kocheko. Now Holm has come halfway out of his net. Jimmy Olney not letting go. And get him with it one more time. I guarantee it. Kocheko will take off his equipment and fight him straight yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah, Kocheko is fight. This will be interesting. Yeah. There he goes. He's got the, the lines on separating. He's straight up yelling in Russian. I think uh, Holmes should stay mm-hmm. in his own net, too, just in case. If he yeah. wants to come down and, and bark, it uh, would be interesting. Yeah, of course, all this with there's yeah. not too many throwback you know, players, but in your area, you would yeah. never celebrate a goal like that. No, no. Not, and they're going to send Kocheko to the locker room. He'll be back. The exit. I love it. They're going to drop the glove. And then, <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll talk. 
we'll finish talking to Kachetko here, but but what a night. Gets the goalie goal, gets the win, gets uh, a little chippy at the end of regulation, but uh, no suspension out of that one, was able to dodge that. Somehow not in our discipline report this week. I, I, <laughs> well, and, and Sam, what did we talk about on last week's show? As we're getting to the playoffs here, you know, we're going to have some more names on the discipline report. We're going to have teams going at each other as they're grinding for points down the stretch. And yeah, then not I mean, only – oh, go ahead. I mean, this weekend, even Lehigh, uh, Garrett Wilson, a.k.a. Floyd Mayweather, uh, was <laughs> oh, uppercutting – Oh, my goodness, yes. Was uppercutting the Providence Bruins, and I'll, I can bring that up too. Um, yeah, just a slugfest this weekend. Well, that's – that's the, we call him G-Money, and um, – we love him. <laughs> yeah, he he connected with some haymakers. Yes, he did. But uh, here's the of uh, the goalie fight between Milwaukee and Texas between Yaroslav Askarov and Remy Poirier. 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 Remy Poirier, Yaroslav Askarov. We're gonna get a goalie fight in Cedar Park tonight. Here they go, Poirier and Askarov. Poirier with a couple of rights and he takes him down. Drafted 174 picks after the first rounder. Poirier takes him to the ice as he has won the bout tonight. What a night it's been here in Texas. What a night for Remy Poirier in his fourth AHL start. Now, Poirier and Askarov were removed from the game. And with goalies coming in cold, Milwaukee was able to kind of grab some momentum and they potted two more. Ended up being a 5-3 final, but uh, anytime you see both goalies with 15 penalty minutes, uh, you know you had a very interesting night of hockey. Oh, yeah. Um, and to have a goalie goal and then two goalies fight on the same Friday night, what a night for the NHL. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it, it was the, the, the Lehigh thing. Hold on. Oh, oh yeah, on. and then we got to call up, uh, you know. Oh, my just boy. A, an absolute beat down from Wilson. My boy, Mr. Wilson here. Okay, if you don't like blood, now is a very good time to look away. We'll tell you when it's safe. We see everybody, players on both teams, are signaling, "Hey, trainer, get over here." Way up high on his forehead, all over his jersey. They're getting him off the ice. Garrett Wilson is raising his hands to the crowd and beckoning them to make more noise. Love you, Garrett Wilson. Listen, Garrett Wilson came on this team in the 2021 season and has been a veteran presence. And I love that man. <laughs> yeah, like you can tell the elements of leadership to his game. And, you know, 4-1 hockey game and, you know, trying to answer the bell. And he did exactly that. It won pretty convincingly. That's what he does, though. That's like, mm-hmm. that's last season he didn't do it too much. Um, and it was kind of coinciding with like his wife's pregnancy and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think like he was just trying to like dumb it down. But even before that, Garrett Wilson doesn't attack like that unless he's absolutely provoked. And mm-hmm. I wasn't at the game. I was in Reading, hanging with my ECHL boys, but who absolutely got robbed of a win. Mm-hmm. Besides the point, freaking refs. Um, and they, from what I heard, is that that was brewing since like the first period. Yeah, and sometimes it came down to like the third, the end of the third. And Garrett had enough and just went. Sometimes that's all it takes is the, you know, you, you kind of let things brew over the course of the game and everybody kind of knows it's coming, but it's okay. When exactly is it coming? Um, and just absolutely ran with it. Yeah, for sure. It, you know, I mean, you have those guys that will just drop the gloves for just bumping into you. And then you have the guys that will drop gloves for being provoked. And that's what Garrett Wilson did. He was provoked. Um, Kachetkov, obviously, I don't, I didn't even see like why he got ejected from the game. I don't think he started that fight. But again, um, spicy goalie, I will defend him until the end. Um, and then, I mean, the, the two goalies that granted mm. that they should have been injected because they fought for well, no yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. I, the only thing I can think of with Kachekov was maybe something His he mouth? said. Cause well, yeah, he, he probably said something. Um, but he also, I mean, he had his mask off. He had a blocker off, um, was ready to throw hands or I think the, the rule that they could have thrown him out under was attempting to continue a fight or something like that is the, there's, there's a weird wording on, on how it's put together. Um, but that certainly could have been the case with Kachetkov on his. Now, Askarov and Poirier, you're exactly right. Like those two, yeah, you fight, you're gone. Especially all of the other fighting that was already going on. And then you meet at center ice and do that. It, yeah, you're, it's, it's going to happen. Like, yeah. So, but yeah, it was a very physical weekend in the AHL. Um, I'm going back to the AHL this weekend. Um, I was going to be at the game on Saturday, but things happened and um, I just, I stayed in Reading. Um, but I do miss my, uh, my heathens. <laughs> <laughs> not the players, not the players. I, I miss the players, but I miss my friends, my heathens in, in mm. Lehigh. So I'm going to go pay a weekend visit, work the games, and uh, yeah. Well, and as if all of that wasn't enough excitement for one weekend in the AHL, we also had outdoor hockey. We had the Cleveland Monsters with a 3-2 win over uh, Wilkes-Barre-Scranton. It was the first outdoor game for the AHL since 2018 when – who was the winner in that one, Sam? My boys. Yeah, Lehigh. Uh, Lehigh beating Hershey 5-2 in that one. When um, Alex Lyon was the goalie. Uh, it was the third largest attendance in league history, coming in just shy of 23,000 in attendance. There are NHL teams, most NHL teams don't get that kind of attendance uh, on any given night, and some venues aren't even set up to allow that type of capacity for NHL games. So 
that there was that kind of attendance for AHL hockey is amazing. Love that. Yeah. Um, our friends over at field pass and I'm Elaine. Don't kill me. I just forget where you work. Um, I think it's field pass. She works for, um, they were there and Mm. Elaine tweeted out, uh, injury report, the ice. (laughs) So I guess too warm that the ice, uh, the players were complaining when they were coming off the ice that it was just so watery. So they actually had to wait until the sun went down and it was 6 PM. Yeah. That's the tough thing about it. Where even if it's, it can be like 10 degrees, but if it is sunny with no clouds in the sky, just the, the glare can really mess up the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we saw that a couple years ago um, at Lake Tahoe when the NHL did their outdoor game there. Um, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember I've seen it. Carter Hart was complaining about it. I've seen it playing uh, playing outdoor broom ball where I've been running through puddles during the game because it's 10 degrees out, but the ice is melted because it's just bright sun the whole way. Um, so you get some of that as well. Um, yeah, it was about a five hour delay, but once things finally got underway, turned into a pretty darn good hockey game. Yeah. I mean, the, the pens and, and the monsters played, played their, their little hearts out. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I know the, the monsters are, are they on the outside looking in or are they in? They, they are. So the monsters are. Monsters are last in that division, but they're out of the playoffs by four points, and they have a game in hand. So it's it's certainly uh, yes, Cyclones fan. We are talking about the uh, the outdoor, outdoor classic. Yeah, um, yeah. So monsters are just on the outside looking in, um, but they did. So make the a, yep, made a big move today that we're going to talk about a little later in the show. Um, um. Cyclones fan, by the way, before we went live, Dan and I were watching the Cyclones TikTok. Um, your boys have something against uh, what is it, Picar? Yep, Picard, they wouldn't yep. take him. They wouldn't take him on a deserted island. Yeah, if, if you were stranded on a desert island, who is the one teammate you don't want to take with you? And Picar um, was the the popular one. Yeah, Other ones it, were like Lincoln Griffin, uh, Dakota Betts. Which <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. Um, if you're not following the, the Cincinnati Cyclones on TikTok, you're missing out you on gotta. primo content. Good stuff there. Um, but yeah, with, with the Outdoor Classic, a great game there. Um, yeah. Oh, dang. I wonder what that's about. Yeah, they're, they're just messing with them. It's, it's, a, so- it's, it's not like a we don't like you thing. It's, it's a, one, of, like, one of the reasons was like, I don't want to take this teammate because they're going to eat all the food. Um, that was one of the the explanations. So I've been so. sorry, Dan. So I've been posing yeah. the same question to the boys in Reading. Um, Garrett McFadden, who's our captain, said he wouldn't take Brendan Hoffman because Hoff would eat all the food. And then um, Shane Seller, God, love that kid. Uh, straight golden retriever energy. He's the best. Uh, he agreed to come on. By the way. Um. He said he wouldn't take Mike Chen because Mike Chen comes off as a really smart person and knows a lot of stuff, but he doesn't know if he has any survival skills in the wild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's something to be said for that, too. Um, Yeah, back to back to the AHL. (laughs) Oh, Oh. Oh, good. No, it was a hangman brewing. 
Oh, yes. Uh, Hangman Brewing. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to them here quick. Um, Hangman Brewery out of Claymont, Delaware. They opened in 2020. Uh, Hangman Brewing is your spot for handcrafted ales with a specialty in hazy New England style IPAs and milkshake IPAs. They are open Wednesday through Sunday. So stop in for a pint sometime. And then Bright Path Brewing out of Jim Thorpe, PA, which is like 10 minutes or not even 10, 20 minutes from my house, um, is the AHL Beauty Sponsor and uh, Old City Sports' uh, newest beer sponsor. And they have pretty amazing beers. I'm mailing some out to Jesse tomorrow um, so he can use it for our pod- our beer podcast, They'll Go Dive. And the beer is just amazing. Everybody loves it. Cyclones fences. I love that I walk into the AHL podcast and derail the conversation with ECHL talk. Yeah, you know, technically we're we're AHL, but we're we're all things minor league hockey. Um, yes, AHL is our focus, but we we definitely dabble with with some ECHL and occasionally some SPHL news uh, as well. So if it's if it's minor league hockey, we love it and we're here for it. Um, Andrew is at uh, our friend Andrew Rinaldi is at the Griffins game right now and he's not happy Go on. So, um but yeah so we yeah, uh outdoor classic got delayed about five hours um thank you for moving that i just saw it yeah <laughs> um yeah oh, so AHL, <laughs> ahl players of the month uh yeah let's let's get into it um i want to take my boy so okay. You can, do, you can do Max Lejoie. Okay, we'll start with Max Lejoie. Uh, he scored the winning goal in Chicago's 3-2 win at Cleveland on February 4th, then headed to Laval to represent uh, – rep- oh, yeah, yeah, I was confused. I was like, wait, Laval? No, uh, headed to Laval for the All-Star game to represent the Wolves. I, I did not have enough coffee today. Um, not, not totally there. Not all put together. Um, returning from the break, he recorded an assist in a 5-0 victory over – Iowa on February 10th. Uh, then he set career highs with three assists and four points in Chicago's 6-5 victory, also at Iowa, the next night. Uh, Lejoie recorded another big night, also, guess what, against the Wild uh, on February 21st, notching a goal and two assists in a 4-1 victory and had the first two-goal effort of his career in a 5-4 overtime victory at Grand Rapids on February 24th. Uh, Lejoie is Chicago's captain. He has scored a career-best seven goals and 23 assists for 30 points in 48 games of the season. He's third on the team in scoring. The native has totaled 22 goals and 95 assists for 117 points in 242 career AHL contests with Chicago and Belleville. Uh, Helped the Wolves win the Calder Cup last year. He was originally a fifth-round pick by the Ottawa Senators in the 2016 draft. He has played 70 games in the NHL, including three this season with Carolina, and has compiled seven goals and eight assists in those games. Yes, Mr. Lejoie. He uh, loves to feast on the wild. He does, and uh, that's Andrew's probably favorite person ever on that team. Um, Because he feasts on the wild or just in general? Just in general, besides Kachekov, because everybody Mm. loves baby goalie. Yeah. Well, that's what we called him last year. I think we can call him a full-fledged man now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's so sad when they grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, the next AHL player of the month was Elliot Denoyer. Yep, that's all you. I love him. Um, 
He tallied five goals and nine assists for 14 points in the span of eight games for Lehigh Valley, in which he made his NHL debut. Um, he's had multiple points in five of his eight outings last month. He had all he had two all season previously. Um, beginning with a pair of assists in a five two win over Hershey on February first. I don't know how that happens because Hershey beats everybody. Um, he good. notched a goal and an assist in a five two win at Hartford on February tenth and recorded the first two-goal game of his pro career on February 11th, helping the Phantoms to a 3-0 win over Bridgeport. He posted a season-high four points with a goal and three assists against Hartford on February 19th, and added a goal and an assist in at Wilkes-Barre-Scranton on February 22nd. Elliott was recalled by Philly and debuted with the Flyers February 25th at New Jersey, Returned to the Phantoms lineup the next afternoon, registered an assist in Lehigh Valley's 4-3 win over Bridgeport. He leads the Phantoms with 19 goals, 37 points in 49 games this season, and he was a fifth-round choice in the 2020 NHL draft. He played four junior seasons in the QMJHL with Moncton and Halifax, and he earned second-team All-Star honors in the 2021 season. Denoyer also represented Canada at the 2022 IIHF World Junior Championship, winning a gold medal. We have a little bit of uh, anti-Hershey sentiment in the comments here. Same, Corey, uh, same. Corey, Corey saying, hate the Bears. And a Cyclones okay. fan saying, apparently, Hershey beats everybody except when they get shut out on Teddy Bear Toss night. Cyclones fan coming with the chirps tonight. I love it. No, I actually don't hate Hershey. <laughs> I I love the rivalry. I just I don't hate Hershey. Um, their their PR team is phenomenal. Um, Zach Fish just blows you out of the water um, with with his knowledge of the team and just how he interacts with everybody. And then the last AHL Player of the Month. I was there, Dan. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not not fun. No, nobody likes. I shouldn't say nobody likes a shutout. I should say, as a fan, when you go to the game, you don't necessarily want a shutout. Like you want a competitive hockey game. Yeah. But um, hey, thank you for for you know coming out to PA and seeing one of our uh, our AHL teams that we have here. Um, the last player is Arthur. Silovs won all five of his decisions for Abbotsford in February and allowed only four goals on 113 shots. Good for a 90 goals against average and a 0.965 save percentage. Incredible numbers. Chuck Fletcher, I am begging you. Can we have something nice? Nice and pretty and new. I've had a fond hatred of Hershey since I could remember seeing them play the Phantoms at the Spectrum. Ah, the good old days. Yes, I've I hear very much about the good old days. Um, but getting back to Silov's six-three loss in his last start of January, he stopped twenty-one shots in a six-one victory at San Diego on February first, and was perfect in twenty-six minutes of relief work to earn a win in a three-two decision at San Jose on February third. He came back the next night with 28 saves and a 3-2 win over the Barracuda and recorded his third shutout of the season with a 21-save effort against Tucson on February 10th. 
He improved to 500 on the month with 27 stops and a four win over the Roadrunners on February 11th, and then was recalled to the parent Vancouver Canucks and made his NHL debut against the Rangers on February 15th. Silovs went 2-2-0 in four starts with Vancouver, earning his first NHL victory on February 18th versus Philadelphia. Yeah, don't look now, but he's just outside the top 10 in goals against average on the year. Um, with some, um, I'll give him the benefit of moving up because you have um, some players ahead of him on that list who have been called up to the NHL. Um, he is also um, one of your your top guys in uh, in save percentage as well. Um, especially that that recent run, you go, what was it, one hundred nine out of one thirteen? Um, that's something like that. Pretty dominant stretch of hockey, um, and will certainly get you noticed, and and rightfully so. Um, mentioned as one of the uh, players of the month. Yes, and he's from Riga, Latvia, and mm-hmm. has a record of twenty one nine and four in thirty five appearances with Abbots- Abbotsford. He ranked second in the AHL wins and fourth in minutes. Um, he also has a 2.48 goals against average and a 0.906 save percentage. And his three shutouts are one of the league lead, a sixth round selection by Vancouver in the 2019 NHL draft. Silovs has played 46 AHL games with Abbotsford in Manitoba, going 24-16-4 with a 2.60 goals against average and 0.902 save percentage and four shutouts. I just want something nice, okay? We have Sam Erson. You you got a little bit more than that. Oh, yeah. Elliot Noye, Tyson Forrester, Ronnie Adder, Garrett Wilson. But, you know, if if Chuck had made a move at the deadline and maybe got some picks so that, you know, you could restock the cupboard a little bit, maybe improve your chances in the draft lottery. Um you know, we're not going to derail the show with with a Chuck Fletcher bashing, but uh, if you want to scroll through my Twitter, there's a, a pretty good thread there about uh, Chuck Fletcher's deadline moves. And it, yeah, if you're a Flyers fan or a Minnesota Wild fan, you're you're not going to want to read through all that. Yeah. Um, who's next on our sponsors list here? We gotta get to uh, Righteous Felon. Uh, use promo code OCSN, 15% off your jerky bundles, meat snacks, and more. Uh, we've been talking up Righteous Felon since we launched the show, basically. Um, delicious stuff. If you haven't tried it by now, you're really missing out. And if you have tried it by now, you know how good Righteous Felon is. Uh, promo code OCSN at RighteousFelon.com. Get you taken care of. Yes. I need to start reordering them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Going to be on the road a lot over the next couple of weeks here, so probably get. I was just talking. I was just talking with my hairdresser today, obviously, and I said to her, "I was like, look, like my schedule is going to be so busy the next couple of weeks. I'm like, you know, you've got Phantoms uh, pushing for playoffs, all hands on deck with them, and then you've got." Um, Reading making a push like my schedule and then I've got a couple games in Philly to go to uh, my mind is boggling and like 
Uh, Corey saying tasty stuff in regards to uh, to righteous yeah. felon here. So yeah, definitely some good uh, good snackage for for life on the road. Um, our AHL player of the week, not to be confused with our uh, players of the month, is uh, Joel Hofer. Uh, Hofer stopped fifty seven of fifty eight shots over two starts last week. Good for a .49 goals against average and a nine eighty three save percentage. Uh, Hofer earned his third shutout of the season. On Friday night, stopping all 27 shots he faced in regulation and overtime before denying six of seven shootout attempts to give the Thunderbirds a one nothing victory over visiting Hartford. You talk about a nail-biter in that one, too. 0-0 going into the shootout. Uh, all the pressure in the world on the goalies, and uh, Hofer answering the call there. Um, then on Sunday afternoon Bridgeport uh, in Bridgeport, Hofer extended his shutout streak to 145 minutes and 50 seconds before finishing with 30 saves on 31 shots in a 3-0 loss to the Islanders. It was Hofer's 12th start of the season where he allowed no more than one goal. Uh, Hofer was St. Louis's fourth-round draft choice in 2018, has a record of 20-14-4 with a 2.59 goals against average and 38 appearances for Springfield this season, uh, ranking fourth in the AHL with a 9.18 save percentage and second in minutes played. Uh, he was an all-star at the All-Star Classic last month, and then in 88 career games in the AHL with Springfield, Utica, and San Antonio, Hofer has a 42-35-10 record with a 2.85 goals against average, a 9-10 save percentage, and six shutouts. He went 6-4 and four in 10 postseason appearances in 2022, uh, helping the Thunderbirds reach the Calder Cup Finals and made his NHL debut with the Blues last season. Yes, um, Hofer is definitely having himself a season. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Springfield is, uh, kind of right in the, the middle of the pack in a pretty darn competitive Atlantic division. Um, and you look at what, what Hofer brings to that team. Like he, he truly gives them a chance to win any given night that he's in the lineup, which is all you can ask of, of your goalie, um, you know, to have, uh, what was what was the number there? Um, 30, 38 games this season, and in 12 of those 38 games, he's allowed one goal or fewer. That's giving your team a chance to win on a nightly basis. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you've lost it, guy. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've had a lot going on the last couple of weeks. A lot of, a lot of time on the road, a lot of long hours at work. Um, but if you want to see some of Sam's work and some of our other work across the old city sports network as well, go to www.oldcitysports.com. Check out all the other podcasts, articles, and more, um, birds. The word is already off and swinging. Um, and speaking of swinging the, uh, the fan lot with the Phillies, um, starting back up again, Phil's are going to be good this year. Um, definitely want to get out with fan lot. Um, Jesus, a wild fan, not thrilled by amazing Blues goalie prospect. Well, yeah, good prospect, but not Jesper Volstead. Okay, your love I'm affair ex- with that goalie is, like, ridiculous. It, I like my goalies, and I like my Central Division goalies. They're good. They're so good. Volstead. I mean, I uh, like the goalie. Volstead, Askarov, Murray. Up and down the list, like you name them, you rattle them off. Like it's the central hey. stack at goalie. 
our good friend. Well, my good friend. Anyway, uh, Josh Boyko with Mr. Uh, Idaho Steelheads over here. Um, got a win in his debut with Idaho. Uh, I was like a 5-2 win. Um, the picture they posted, he kind of looks like he was riding into a safari, and I was kind of concerned. Just saying. Don't insult the wall, Sam. Jesper Volstead. Listen, he's in love with him. I am. Why wouldn't I be? Goalie of the future for my team. Top goaltending prospect on the planet. Kid's Fair good. Enough. Fair I'm enough. I'm excited. Now we just got to figure out if we can get Marco Rossi to be our, our guy, our number one center going forward. He's doing all right. I think he could be. So say we all. <laughs> Oh goodness! Um, we're, here's your we're, your uh your 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 segment you made up. What what? Disciplinary report. Oh oh shoot! I didn't. Uh, I thought we still had one more read we had to do there. Um, oh maybe we do. Oh yeah, Neshaminy Creek Brewing. <laughs> that's all you. I'll, I'll hit the disciplinary report after this. This segment is brought to you by Neshaminy Creek Brewing. Visit www.neshaminycreekbrewing.com and check out their awesome beers, merch, and much more. They're coming out with new beers or seasonal beers on a weekly basis right now. So definitely go check them out. They are in Croydon, Pennsylvania. Now it's time for the disciplinary report. And we had quite a few names on there. And in fact, there were fewer names on there than I thought there was going to be. I wondered if Askarov and Poirier might have picked up a um, a one-game suspension for fighting with under five minutes to go, or if uh, Kachetkov and the um, Moose captain, um, I'm blanking on his name, if they were going to get something, because that was in the last minute of the game um, that they were removed from play. Um but yeah, so so what we have this week is uh, Henderson. This one just came down today. Uh, Henderson Silver Knights forward Ivan Morozov has been suspended for one game as a consequence of a match penalty assessing a game against Abbotsford on March 4th. He will miss Henderson's game uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, at Coachella Valley. Uh, Dan, we have a very nice comment. I love this podcast so much. It's the exact chaotic energy I would have on a podcast. So who's the chaotic one, though? Ooh, I want to know the that answer. Section. Come on, Cyclones fan. I know you're there. Uh, they they got to give them a second to type here. No. They, they got to type this out. And even, even if it's just Dan or Sam, they don't even need the full explanation. <laughs> like, I know it's, it's me. <laughs> there's a little bit of a delay as we, we hit with the stream here. So we'll, we'll leave that to the audience to decide who, who the more chaotic member of the show is. Anyway. Oh, here we go. Oh, boy. <laughs> you feed into each other and plead the fifth, don't answer. It's a trap. But uh, you do it. It's Sam. Corey, I don't know you, but uh, you can answer, buddy. It, it passed the vibe check, I'll tell you that. <laughs> pleading the fifth and, and not wanting to answer that one. That, that fits right in. Um, 
Abbotsford Canucks defenseman Jet Wu was suspended for one game as a consequence of his actions in a game on, uh, excuse me, on March 1st at Ontario. Wu was assessed an instigator penalty within the final five minutes of the third period, resulting in an automatic one-game suspension. Uh, he missed Abbotsford's game March 2nd at Henderson. And finally, Belleville Senators forward Matthew Wedman was suspended for one game as a consequence of an interference incident in a game against Rockford on March 3rd. He missed the March 4th game against Rochester. Okay. Um, you know what, Dan? It's all you. I'm done. I'm sorry. Visit. Well, no, this is you anyway. I don't have to. Yeah, because I'm the one that's got the beard. So visit www.northbeards.com. Enter promo code OCS for 25% off your North Beards products. Yes. All right, who's up, who's down? We're going to have to rename this. I think I'm renaming it Elevator. I like um, that. My lawyer told me that, plus my agent, when I played juniors and was looking at disciplinary actions, don't answer any questions. Well, welcome to the mm. show, Corey. We're glad you're here. Yep, that's that's the way to do it. Uh, no no uh, answers without a lawyer present, and then um, keep things vague and... And uh, I misinterpreted the rules. Yep. Um, yep. All right. So who's up? Who's down? Defenseman Corson. Coolmans. Coolmans. Thank freaking God you're here. Um, That's why I'm here. I had to signs, look it up, though. Signs entry-level deal with Columbus, and we'll spend the rest of the se- season with the Cleveland Monsters. Defenseman Will Zmolik. I hope and pray to God I said that right. Mm-hmm. Signed his entry-level deal as a college-free agent with the Flyers and will report to Lehigh Valley. The Washington Capitals signed Ethan Frank to a one-year two-way deal starting next season. The Rockford Icehogs have acquired forwards Rocco Grimaldi and Logan Nijhoff from San Diego Gulls for future considerations. You know what? Future considerations is really getting around. Yeah, we Hopefully mentioned that. locker room cancer. Last week, yep. Um, <laughs> can't stay related- in one place. In a related move, the Anaheim Ducks have acquired forward Dylan Sikora from Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for forward Maxim Golod. Yep. We're going to go with that. Um, and Belleville Senators have acquired forward Graham McPhee from the Bakersfield Condors in exchange for defenseman Xavier Bernard. Um, AHL trade deadline is Friday. And just keep an eye on college free agents who will be signing deals within this next coming weeks or the next mm. two or three weeks here. In particular, watch out for defenseman Jake Livingstone from Minnesota State, goaltender Victor Ostman from Maine, and Jason Poland from Western Michigan. But there are many others who should be getting deals done. NCAA free agents who sign after the trade deadline now are ineligible for NHL playoffs, but drafted players who sign are eligible. So say Cutter Gauthier signs with the Flyers in the next couple of weeks, he will be eligible to play in the NHL unless they have him report straight to Lehigh Valley, which if he Mm. reports straight to Lehigh Valley. Well, any of them could report um, to their NHL club prior to the beginning of postseason play. However, only those players who were drafted by that club are. um, Yeah. So for example, shout out by the way to, um, to Alex Micheletti, who is a, a friend of the show. Um, who looked that one up for me um, and, and reached out and made some connections to try and get some data there. Um, Cause there is not a, a hard and fast rule on when these college players can sign. Usually clubs don't do it during the college season. They let them play their 
the entirety of their collegiate season. And then usually when the college season ends, that's when they kind of make their moves. But um, yeah, thanks, Alex, for, for helping us find some answers on that one earlier. Yeah. So if it's someone like Cutter who mm-hmm. wants to sign at the end of the season, but you never know what, what's going to happen. Um, he will, he can either report, they will either assign him to Lehigh Valley or they will take him straight to the Flyers. Um, which right now, uh, Philly has kind of made it known that Lehigh Valley is main priority. Um, I don't know if anybody mm. else has kind of picked up on that, but Lehigh Valley's main priority, as is Reading, because they are both in playoff contention. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, definitely keep an eye on those college free agents. There are, I feel like, even more than in most years, there are a lot of good college free agents who are going to get signed and called up here in the coming weeks. There are going to be um, good collegiate players making a, a splash across the AHL. Yeah, send them to Lehigh. Yeah, um, especially if you can get him eligible for playoffs, which I think, I think the way that this works is if he signs his deal prior to the AHL trade deadline, he is eligible for the AHL playoffs, which would be a very, very good get. However, I'm I telling you don't right know now. if that's the case for sure. But if he gets there, chip chair chance, Lehigh gets to the playoffs, they're in pretty good shape. And I'm telling you right now, if he signs before Friday and he gets assigned to Lehigh, that place is going to be packed mm-hmm. to the guild. We can only hold 8,500 people. You'll have 8,500 on a We will have 8,500 basis. Um, Cyclones fan. We've had some college guys doing great already in Cincinnati from the Canadian collegiate system. Yeah, even, you know, NCAA hockey has really picked up over the last eight to ten years, I would say. It's, it's really exploded in popularity, in the quality of play, in the um competitive nature of the game you don't have like eight teams consistently at the top you, you still have teams that are very good every year um but you don't it, it's gotten way more the, the parity has increased across the league um um Corey, that uh, sorry dan i think it's up until a certain time on friday actually um because of yeah the it could be yeah because again because of the trade deadline so yeah so if he's signed before midnight Thursday, yeah. Um, yeah, we do have a very small arena um, for the Phantoms. Uh, Hershey can hold, I think, 10,000. And yeah, Allentown is also way smaller than Cincy, though. Yes, we are. Yeah. And the small. arena that the Cyclones play in, they regularly have concerts and other live shows there. Um, I've, I've been to a couple. Gabriel Iglesias came there, and it was the funniest show that I've seen in my life. I've been to quite a few stand-up shows and I love his, his was incredible. Gotta love Fluffy. Um, yeah. Uh, check out Fanatics for your NHL merchandise. Use our promo code with the link in the bio for the awesome. Discounts. I don't know what it is this week. I forgot to look. I'm not going to make you look it up right now. Um, Sam will have it in the bio and the show gets posted. Um, so check it out there, but uh, they've had some incredible discounts for us in the past. Uh, upwards of 65 to 70% off on some items. So 
Um, Basically, they pay you. Yeah, pre yeah, pretty much they're paying you to take the stuff. So yeah, yes. take advantage of that. Um, and then this next segment, our final segment of the show tonight, you know it, you love it, Between the Pipes. Uh, it's brought to you by Sterling Pig Brewery out of Media PA. Sam, Between the Pipes. Uh, we, we had to check the records on this one because uh, the goalie that we were originally going to do, we realized, oh, no, we've actually already done this goalie. So uh, we have gone through a lot of goalies already on this segment, but we have somebody tonight who, if uh, you're listening at home and you're not able to watch, uh, Sam is downright giddy at the moment to get to talk about our next goaltender between the pipes. Sam? Floor is yours. Uh, so Mr. Samuel Erson has mm. finally made his appearance between the pipes. Um, Sam Erson has been up with the Flyers, and I have not had a chance to put him in. Um, he has, through 29-game span in Lehigh Valley, Erson has a 17-11-1 record, along with a 90, or .90 save percentage and a 2.6 goals against average. He was also in that for Lehigh's only shutout. Wow, yeah, we've only ever had one shutout. Yes, it's oh. only shutout this year, and it's Fun fact. Sam Erson's. Yeah, cool. Yeah, look that one um, up for you today. Erson uh, has spent time with both the Phantoms and the Philadelphia Flyers this season, but Erson will likely finish the season. Actually, probably will finish the season in Lehigh. Mm -hmm. um, Flyers head coach John Tortorello was candid about the need for Erson to earn playoff experience in Lehigh so he can be ready to make a full-time jump to the NHL, likely next season in tandem with Carter Hart. Um, yeah. Sam called up that he, video clip last week during the, yeah, the show. So Torts, Torts said that like when he was a coach in the AHL, um, and Torts is a very big advocate for the AHL, which is really nice to have um, somebody in the organization who is candid other than just me. Um, and... Uh, Phil Meltzer. Uh, he was a coach for two years, I believe, with Springfield. Or Rochester. Uh, I think it was Rochester. I think Rochester. That so he, right. yeah, he was the coach for Rochester for two years, and they went on two very deep playoff runs. Um, and he said, Stevie, crap, I forget, I forget the goalie's name, but he said those two playoff runs shot this goaltender straight to the nhl um mm. and he said basically in a nutshell that it's very important for these kids to earn playoff experience so they can bring that up with them um right now a lot of the guys on the flyers um and no offense to any of them they're all fabulous fabulous guys up there but guys like wade allison tanner lazinski <laughs> I hate putting him in a bad connotation, but it's not it's not a bad connotation. It's just the truth. Mm. But guys like Wade Allison, Tanner Lazinski, Joel Farabee, Travis Sandheim, like those guys don't really have much playoff experience. And I think that's kind of one of the issues, one of the very minuscule issues that's hurting the team right now is no playoff experience. They don't have they don't have what it feels like to be pushing for a playoff contention to be wanting that. I mean, it's not that they don't want it, but when you have such a bad record and you're mathematically out of playoffs, like 
it's just important to have that experience. And mm. toward, that is Tort's message is that you have four call-ups now, use them wisely. Because after four, you cannot, you can't call up anybody anymore. You can only use it four mm. times. Um, so flyers have to play it right. I would, if I were them, I would only use them in a dire, dire emergency right now. Mm. Yeah. I almost wonder if you're not calling up, you know, somebody else, if you're really like, Hey, somebody's hurt, they're done for the year. Um, you know, it, and even then, um, because looking I mean, ahead at next year, you know, Tortorella tonight, is, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Tonight he, uh, Torts is playing 11, seven in yeah. Tampa. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but going back to Sam Erson here, um, Tortorella has always been a coach who likes to rotate his goalies, almost like a one-on-one off type of, of system. And that started when he was probably even before, but at least at the NHL level um, during his time with Tampa Bay, where he would kind of balance out. So Ben Bishop wasn't playing like 60 something games and, both goaltenders were relatively close. It was like a like a 45 to 37 roughly type of split um, in terms of number of games for goaltenders. And then you saw that when he was with Columbus and it was a balance between Corpusallo and Merzlikens. Um Now with Philadelphia, you can see that that's where he ultimately wants to go with Carter Hart and Sam Erson, like that's going to be the tandem over the next couple of years. And he wants to be able to roll through, but until Erson has a little bit more of the experience, like that's, that's the biggest thing that Hart has on Erson right now is he has playoff experience and he's played more of those games. Um, Hart probably going to be, if they have about a 60-40 split in workload next year, I think that's probably pretty reasonable. Um, I would still think Hart would get more of the starts, but I do think especially as he continues to earn Torts' trust down the road, he's clearly already got it because Torts says, I want him playing at the AHL level, getting that playoff experience so that he's ready for next season because I want him here next season. You can kind of read between the lines and tell that that's, yeah, that's for the next year or two. Hart is going to play 99% of the rest of the season. Yeah. Hart. And again, it's Hart is a good goaltender. You can see it in the way that he plays where even if the team around him isn't playing well, he is still doing everything he can to keep bucks out of the net. Uh, Arison is very much the same way where, um, you know, the, the defense breaks down at times, but Arison is capable. Those are two good goalies that you can build around in Philadelphia. So, I guess to, to put a bow on it, like have, have some faith flyers fans. Like it, it looks really bad organizationally now, but know that you have two very strong goaltenders already in the system and on the way um, who are going to be coming up through the ranks here shortly. And Arison, I think is, is really going to be a a big factor for the flyers next season. You have someone, I mean, uh, I can't give enough praises to Nolan Mayer who is Mm. more than likely going to be signed to another contract with the Phantoms. Um, he's a very good goaltender. Probably is going to go in the Saskatoon uh, 
Blades Hall of Fame, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a very good goaltender. Um, I'm glad that he's had the time he's had in the ECHL. Um, he's had Pat Nagel to kind of help him along. He's had Sam Erson to kind of mold his game with him. He's had Troy Grossneck to help him. Um, Nolan Mayer is a very good goaltender, and people really need to watch for him. Sam, this is maybe a little bit more um, – this is a question I'm asking you not as a, a question like that that I know the answer, but I'm trying to educate – like I legitimately do not know the answer to this question, but I know with your connection to the Phantoms, you probably have a much better answer um, than anything I could give. Um, how How much more confidence do you have in the Flyers goaltending room knowing that Pat Nagel has kind of been there to kind of work with some of these younger goaltenders over the last couple of years to kind of steady things out a little bit and be someone that guys can sound things off of and, and kind of look to, to say, Hey, I'm still getting my feet wet with all of this and playing professional hockey in the AHL. Um, what has that been like for Lehigh? Um. Now, Pat really hasn't had the greatest of seasons this season. Mm. Um, And I think it's just a mixture of him not playing enough. Um, I put my ice skates on for that man, and I let him know it on Saturday. (laughs) I said, I put my skates on just for you, sir. Mm. Um, But everyone talks very highly about Pat. Um, Pat is a locker room guy. He really can show the younger guys how to be that locker room guy. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's just – he's such a valuable resource of information. He's he's coached before. You know, I mean, he went to the Olympics. Didn't really play, but he went to the Olympics. So, um, Andrew will yell at me if I don't call him Olympian Pat Nagel. But Pat provides a great resource of leadership in the locker room. And I think that's what people kind of really respect about him and, and hold him to that value. Um, other than that, Pat is a great person and I have nothing but good things to say about Nags. And I think that's probably a big part of why Erson is our between the pipes goaltender of the week this week is just the the work that, the Flyers goaltending room has and how that carries down to the Phantoms and down to Reading um, across the board. And even if the numbers aren't necessarily there for those guys, the quality of the people that they have in that room, they got something special there. We have quality, quality veteran leaders from Pat Nags to Garrett Wilson to Cal O'Reilly to Louis Belpedio to Artem Anisimov. Like we've have the leadership mm-hmm. in Lehigh. There's no doubt about that. And I think that's really what's helping these kids along this season. All right. I think that's probably a good place to uh, wrap things up for tonight. So thank you to everybody who uh, tuned in, uh, commented throughout the show. Um, Cyclones fan. I saw your comment about the wild earlier. I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that, but we're not going to go into too much detail on that here. Um, but I just wanted you to know I, I did see that that comment, and I yeah I agree. Um, thank you to our sponsors: Bright Path Brewing, Hangman Brewing, Righteous Felon, Neshaminy Creek Brewing, Norse Beards, Sterling Pig, Fanatics, and the Old City Sports Network. 
Sam, I want to throw this to you for a little teaser for next week's show because we had an interview next week. And Sam, I'm going to let you run with that one. Uh, so next week, um, I'm just going to say who it is. Pat Williams, who is a writer, basically the writer for the AHL.com, is going to come on our show. And we're going to talk trade deadline with him. We're going to talk, you know, um, just playoff contention and just a little bit more about who Pat is. And, uh, yeah, really excited. I reached out to him and I was like, hey, I was like, I've been wanting to get you on the show. I know you're super busy, but he's like, absolutely. When is it? I will be there. So, um, yeah, huge shout out. And I'm so excited to get him on. Yeah, so going to be a, a really fun show. So be sure to be back here next week. Uh, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and uh, we're going to have another kick-butt show. Um, that's it for tonight. Uh, stay tuned to our Twitter page, at uh, Buttes. Uh, give us a follow there if you haven't already, and then uh, we'll have all sorts of AHL news for you throughout the week, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday night at 8.30. Bye, have a great guys. night, everybody.